Joel chapter 3 and verse 18. Joel chapter 3 and verse 18. It says, and it will come to pass in that day. Are you there? Is he on your screen? Perfect. It says that the mountains, I want you to pay attention. The mountains shall drip with new wine. Somebody say drip. It's God's word. It says the hills shall flow with milk. And all the brooks of Judah shall be flooded with water. A fountain shall flow from the house of the Lord. And water the valley of Acacia. New wine. New wine. Let us drink to the full. Let us be intoxicated. Let us be forever changed. Numbers chapter 33. Numbers 33 was actually God helping us to put in one place the steps and the stop points that the Israelites made on their journey to the promised land. So, it gets to verse 48. Let's scroll down all the way. Numbers 33, verse 48. They had gone from point to point and they would pause and they would move and they would camp and they would pause and they would move and they would camp and they would pause. In fact, at some point, they got to a place that looked like the promised land. It was a place that had a lot of nice oceans. You know those places with, where the sand is white and where the water is blue? Anybody knows those places I'm talking about? Anybody planning to visit those places? And with palm trees and all those places? Except that the promise of the promised land was a land flowing with milk and honey. Not with white sand and blue waters. So I'm sure when the pillar rose up and said we are leaving, I'm sure some people dragged their feet. Do you know how long it took us to get here to, to catch our breath a bit? And he says there's more ahead. Help me turn to your neighbor and say there's more ahead of you. So they departed from the mountains of Abarim and camped in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across the Jericho. Can somebody see what is going on here? So this is one of the final points before stepping into the land of promise. You can see why you need to pay attention today. It says in the next verse, they camped by the Jordan. They were about to witness a miracle from Beth Jesimoth as far as the Abel Acacia Grove in the plains of Moab. Verse 50. Now the Lord spoke to Moses. In the plains of Moab, by the Jordan, across from Jericho, saying, Speak to the children of Kisisi and say to them, When you have crossed the Jordan into the promised land. Can you see how your God speaks? Can you see how he talks? There is Jordan in front of you. And you are looking at Jordan. He says, Tell them when you have crossed. Hello. Are you not meant to be talking to us about how to get some boats? And some canoes. The only issue is that we are millions of people. How many trips will we need to make to get everyone across? It says when you have crossed. When you have crossed. 
So how do you do that crossing? Remember, we are now in the new covenant and the prophecy is that the mountains are dripping with wine and there is an overflow of the waters where in this same place that this is what will carry you into the land of promise. Somebody say glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. All right, let's begin to lay the bricks. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 14. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 14. Please remember the mountain. Please remember the dripping of wine. Please remember the crossing of the Jordan. Please remember that it's not going to be by boats. It's not going to be by kennels. But it's going to be by the supernatural move of the spirit. That what is impossible to do becomes possible to you. Because you have the supernatural at work in you. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 14. Then the disciples of John came to him. At this time, John had been locked up. So his disciples were the ones observing and they would go give reports. John, this is the latest ministry in town. John, this is the pastor everybody is talking about. John, he's Jesus' guy. He has turned the world upside down. John, and they were going. The only issue is that John was always fasting. John was dressed in a particular way. John had a, a mode of calling upon his life. And Jesus, glory to God, Jesus will show up in your house and you will give him goat pepper soup. And he will say, let's go. You will give him salad. He will say, let's go. And he will step out and see the blind be healed. So John's disciples did not get it. There is something you know that we don't know. There is something at work in you that obviously we've not unlocked yet. How can you bring this much results? Your guys don't fast. It says, why do we and the Pharisees, can you see, this is, this is one signal. I, I'm trying not to digress because today is already full. But one of the ways you know you are stepping out of line is the people you now begin to associate with. They said, we and the Pharisees. We fast often. It says, but your disciples do not fast. Hmm. So Jesus said to them, can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? It says, but the days will come. Somebody said the days will come. When the bridegroom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. But really, this is where we are going. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. It says, for the patch pulls away from the garment and the tear is made worse. Verse 17. It says, nor do they put new wine into old wine skins. We don't pour new wine into old wine skins. Hear me, disciples of John. Hear me, Pharisees. The problem is not the new wine. Or else the wine skins, hear me now. Jesus is saying it's not like it cannot be done. But if we do it, something will happen to the wine skins. It says two things will happen to old wine skins. Follow. They will break or the wine will spill. They will break or the wine will spill. It says, and the wineskins are ruined. It says, but they put new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. If you are writing down, please note, God does not do wastage. 
God does not do wastage. The carnal interpretation of surplus is that now we can waste. The spiritual interpretation of surplus is that now abundance has come. So that it can overflow from us. Are you getting it? Can you see the difference? So when you have your $2 billion, amen? Some people, their, their bank just shook now. $20 billion? There's enough. Glory to God. There are going to be two kinds of people. There's going to be one who will say, PD, your prayers have been answered. However, and there are those that will say, PD, those visions of those crusades we've been seeing, the time has come. It's time to go to Staples Center. It's time to go to Rogers Center. It's time to pack the place full and then people should come and see the miraculous. Say how much? How much? Really? Have you thought about it? So God will not do wastage, not because he's short of the new wine, but because the old wine skin will cause a breakage and a spilling. Stay with me this morning. Stay with us. Stay with the Spirit. So we see in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19, a scripture that I believe you know very well, that the problem in this kingdom is not a supply problem. As far as new wine is concerned, the source is an over, overflowing source. As far as the supply of the spirit is concerned, the source is an overflowing source. And my God will liberally supply. This is the Amplified. You know, many of us quote this scripture and we say, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. And we miss out the most important part of that scripture. That the riches in glory are administered in the office called the Christ Jesus. It says in that, in that administration, in that terrain, there is no lack. Help me turn to your neighbor. Say, there is no lack. They didn't believe you yet. Look to another neighbor. Say, there is no lack. It says the, the, in, that, in that domain, it is riches. There is an overflow. Boy, I am hoping somebody will see it and, and smallness will break. Limitation thinking will break. It says it's not a supply problem, but really the issue here is that it doesn't do wastage. So there's an overflow. There's an overflow. There's an overflow. Especially in this season, that the posture of the Spirit is to mesmerize principalities and powers and to raise his children that will school the world. And God wants to do a showdown, showdown. Did you hear that? God really wants to show off in these last days. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me, child of God? And you are the one he's going to use. I know you don't look like it yet, but you are the one he's going to use. Some of you here are going to do greater things than it was recorded in the Acts of the Apostles because the new wine is not scarce, because there is no limitation to what he can do. He's saying the issue is that I don't do wastage. Let's settle the skins. John chapter 6, verse 11 to verse 13. John chapter 6, verse 11 to verse 13. This is a story. I know that you know very well. Our world, our physical world had experienced a miracle. And our interpretation of the miracle was that it's time to now do anyhow. And Jesus took the loaves 
And when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples. And the disciples to those that were sitting did likewise of the fish. And they had as much as they wanted. Can you see the character of the kingdom? As much as they wanted. Not a bite. As much as they wanted. Verse 12 says, just in case you missed it, so when they were filled. Is that in your Bible? When they were filled. Remember, these people had been on a compulsory fast. They had been there with Jesus for three days. So this was not normal appetite. These were voracious, hungry people. And the experts are told, Jesus, if we are to get a bite, all of our salaries combined, and God has sent me to announce to someone I'm about to bring you into a realm where what the, you're going to do by the Spirit, it will not be by your salary. What you're about to begin to command in the kingdom, it will not be by your savings. Someone under the sound of my voice is entering into the realm of supernatural supply. Come on, is that the best believing amen in the room? So they experienced this. Sir, see what they did. Fish was just everywhere. Bread was everywhere. People that were just a few minutes ago hungry, they were now stepping on bread. Stepping on fish. Some of them were posting on Instagram. Bread and fish chilling. Hmm. I'm speaking by prophecy. Because it is about to happen. was so much. But we didn't know how to, how to steward supernatural resources. So Jesus said, let me teach you how it's done. Because really, it's not about fish and bread. It's about wine. It's about the supply of the Spirit. See, there's something that made this fish multiply impossible. There's something that makes me stand at the grave of Lazarus and give an instruction. There's something that makes me touch a leper where it is written clearly that you don't come near them. There's something that makes me go into a city and at the gate, there's a funeral procession going on and they're about to take the casket and everybody's crying and I can get there and say, weep not. Boy, such audacity. He's saying it's not about bread and fish. Hear me? It's not about your bills. It's not about your needs. It's not about the schools your children attend. It's about the supply of new wine. And I'm hoping someone can see it. He says, tell them to gather it. Because we don't do wastage in this kingdom. We don't do wastage in this kingdom. So we will keep Yemi now. The real point is, we will keep the new wine for as long as it takes. Until we find the skins that can take it. Boy. If you meet a good father. I mean, we have the best father, right? Let's manage the example of a good dad. You know, sometimes you tell your child, don't go there. Don't go that way. But, but you know, dad, you know, I, 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 don't, I did my research. You know, I actually checked. I, um, 50% of the, I don't know, and they speak all the, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, don't go that road. I say, but dad, you know, you know, at some point, after a while, say, okay, okay. You know how it is going to end. But you just say, okay. What we see documented for us in the old covenant was God saying, okay, to new wine being poured on old wine skins. So you see a lot of testimonies of bursting and spilling. 
and many have been inspired by bursting and spilling, when the plan of the Spirit in this season is those that will carry it. Are you hearing me this morning? Those that will carry it. Boy. He says, so we finished with that experiment of wastage. For those of you that showed up now, we will wait. We will wait. We will wait for the skins that can take this. Because really what God wants to put forward is his best of his best. Let me turn to your neighbor again. Say, you are the one. Say, you are the one. You might not look like it. Come on, even you saying, telling them, you're not sure. Tell them, you might not look like it. But you are the one God has raised for this season. Somebody say, glory to God. For those writing the number two point, God will bypass the good to give you his best. God will bypass the good. And and the thing is, many times, we know what the good likes and many of us can park there. We sit down there and we are shedding tears. God! There is no other man like this in the world. God, there's no other house like this. Why didn't they accept our offer? <laughs> God, are you sleeping up there? God, when? He says, you don't understand. My commitment to you is my best, not the good. I don't mind, I don't mind, I don't mind by passing it. I don't mind extra six months. If it's going to secure 60 years, somebody is not getting it. I don't mind extra two years. If it's going to secure two centuries, he said, I am committed to giving you my best. So wipe your tears. You missed out on the good. Did you hear that? John chapter 16, verse 6 and verse 7. John chapter 16, verse 6 and verse 7. Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, he, he called his disciples one day and he said, guys, the time is, is drawing near. I'm going. <laughs> he says, like, you don't know what you're saying. You're going where? We don't have any other life outside you. You know, something happened last week Sunday. I'll say it as codedly as I can. Last week Sunday was March, right? there was this spiritual ceremony. For those who know what spiritual ceremonies are, spiritual ceremonies are events in the physical that necessitate a gathering in the heavenlies for an event to be recorded in the books of remembrance. It happened at Let God Arise March. It happened on Sunday. The pastors, your pastors in this church called me. Say, PD, want to see you. My heart was doing big him, big him. What have I done? I'm kidding. I was not, I was, it was not doing big him. Anybody knows what big him is? Big him. <laughs> Glory to God. Hmm. You know, in med school, they taught, they taught us that it's lob dub. But Doc, Doc Mac, oh, sorry, they, Shay is not here. Okay. She would have warned me that those guys don't joke with their copyrights. Glory to God. Some people got that. Some people didn't get it. That's fine. Glory to Jesus. But, but this is the point. That, that spiritual ceremony happened. And it was recorded. Their action was recorded. My response was recorded. And a new level was unlocked. But this is really where I'm going. Imagine if I, I stand in front of you now. And I say, guys, from next week Sunday, we're going to have a new pastor. 
you know, the Lord has, you know, called us to do a, a, another work. We are going to plant in the city of city, all right, in the city of city. You know, how, be sincere, how are you going to feel? How are you going to feel? Because it's easy to read these guys and not put yourself in their shoes. Are you still with me? These are people who, the kind of things they've done with Jesus. Do you know the confidence you have working with Jesus? And you know that when these Pharisees come, I might not have the education they have, but my master has a wisdom that they will bow to. So bring your question. I don't even have to answer you. Bring your questions. Jesus is here. So Jesus now says he's going. Want to leave us with these Pharisees? Want to leave us with all these blind people? You want us to go to Bethsaida? And we are seeing maimed people waiting for the stirring of the waters. And we know that the last time our master was here, he did not wait for the stirring of the waters. He was the water himself. And you're going. Going. So Jesus says, guys, calm down. Don't start grieving because I said I'm leaving. What I am really doing is I am bypassing the good so that you can have God's best. He says, in fact, it is best for you. Boy, is that in your Bible? It is best for you that I go away in this version because if I do go away, if I don't, the advocate won't come. He says, but if I go away, I will send him to you. If I go away, something will happen to your wine skin that now it will be able to hold the new wine. If I go away for the first time since eternity, there will be the possibility of the spirit within and the spirit upon. If I go away, one person troubled this whole city. If I go away, 12 of you will trouble your world. And then from 12, you'll become 3,000 and you will trouble your world. And from 3,000, you'll become 5,000 and you will trouble your world. And from 5,000, you become millions and you will trouble your world. And from millions, you'll become billions and you will trouble your world if only you have him. So our number has multiplied to billions today. They're recognized as believers, but they don't know the advocate. They don't know him. If I tell you that when I go, I will send someone better. When that person comes and you receive him, you see what I was talking about, right? But if I go, and the person I send is at the door, and he's knocking, he's knocking, he's knocking. He says, all oh, what you did with PD, I carry an anointing to do ten times. Something will happen to all of you. That everything you saw PD do, you will do a million times of it. But it's just there at the door. That's what has happened to Christianity today. We've packed new wine outside. We've left the Holy Spirit out of our business. That is when it is a disadvantage. It's changing everything. In obedience to Christ. So the spill and the burst are the risks of an outpouring on the old. And everyone says we will wait. We'll wait for new wineskins. We'll wait. We don't mind. We'll wait. 
We don't mind. We'll wait. We don't mind. There's something at work in you. There's a programming. Some of you, you are looking at your life now. This is not who you were five years ago. The new wine was waiting. And now you, 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 are, you are getting to that point where now you can receive that load of the anointing. And you can be that wonder to your world. It says we'll wait. Some of us have not even left the appetites for Egypt. We still want the garlics. We still want the things we used to do. And God is saying, I'm painting a new picture for you that is bigger, better, and greater ahead of you. But we'll wait. We won't burst the wine. We won't spill the wine. There's an outpouring. There's an outpouring. I also want to begin to get ready. There's an outpouring. I also want to begin to get ready. You know, the shadow of salvation is that the Passover lamb will be slain. And we saw that in Exodus chapter 12. After every Passover, there must be Pentecost. After every Passover, there must be Pentecost. So we see the shadow of Pentecost in Exodus chapter 19. If they can give us verse 4 to verse 6 as we begin to round up this morning. It says, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and now I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. This is the shadow. It says, now therefore, if you indeed will obey my voice, this is God telling them the process for new wineskins. It says, and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me. You know why I like reading the old covenant? It contains the original promises for a people that could not walk in them. And those of us, ah, those of us, those of us, those of us, it says, my plan, I want to make you a special treasure to me. I want to make you above all people. I want to make you above diabetes. You don't get it? Hello? You don't get it? I want to make you above the economy. That Canada needs money. Is someone listening? And they are booking an appointment with you. Because they know you are one decision away from crumbling the economy. Are this not the heritage that the patriarchs left for us? That a nation came and said, you are too great for us. You are too great for us. It's time for you to move. Our fathers worked with kings. Our fathers dictated kingdoms and subdued. We cannot do any less. He says, the plan is to make you a special treasure to me and above all people for all the earth is mine. He says, you will be to me a kingdom of priests. You will be to me a holy nation. He says, these are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. This is the shadow. What is the equivalent of this in the new covenant? This is Jesus saying, having experienced Passover now, all power, all authority, in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. Go be a wonder to your world. Go show them Jesus. Go show them healing is possible. Go show them that the chains don't have to remain. Go show them that the, that the throngs of depression don't have to tie everybody. Go show them that not everybody in a recession is in a recession. That some of us are living in Goshen where there is always light. Go show them the possibilities of a life of dominion. Show them what it means to be fruitful. Show them what it means to multiply. 
Show them what it means to bring dominion, to subdue. Go show them. That was the plan. He says, but before you hurry, boy, he says you have to wait, wait. Wait for the promise of the Spirit. Tarry, tarry. He came back after rising 40 days and he was teaching them what they will do. He says, this is what you will do, but wait. This is the future that lies ahead of you, but wait. This is what you are going to do for me, but wait. Boy, let's go back. Let's go to verse 10. Let's see the first attempt to pour the wine. Then the Lord said to Moses, go to the people, consecrate them today and tomorrow. Let them wash their clothes. Can you see clothes showing up again? He says, let them be ready. For the third day, the Lord will come down upon Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Eh? I'm sure they said eh? Oh, they said, eh? Jump to verse 16 in the New Living Translation. It says, on the morning of the thunder, of the, of the third day, thunder roared, lightning flashed, a dense cloud came upon the mountain. There was a long, loud blast from the ram's horn or from the trumpet. He says, and all the people did what? Trembled. That is what old wineskin does when new wine is poured. It begins to shake. It trembles. It pushes back. And God says, something is about to happen. They're about to burst it. They're about to spill it. But you won't see I didn't try. Because while I am waiting for new wineskins, you will know that this is in my righteousness. Because I want to preserve a move. I want to preserve a generation. Verse 19 and verse 20. And when the blast of the trumpet sounded long and became loud and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him by voice. Then the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mountain and the Lord called Moses. Now, what was the plan, everybody? He says, this one's there. They're about to burst. Moses, come up. We will wait for the perfect sacrifice. We'll wait for the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of men. We will wait. For the real Passover, what you've done is the shadow. We will wait for the Lamb of God. We will wait. We will wait. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 to verse 6, Paul gives us an insight. He says, I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. He was buried according to the Scriptures. And that he rose, you know, in a couple of weeks, we'll be celebrating Easter. And he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. It was seen of Simon Peter, that's him, and by the twelve. And after that, it was seen by over 500. Somebody say over 500. These were the guys he was lecturing in Acts chapter 1. Say, guys, wait. There's a great future ahead of you. There's something I want to do with your generation. You're saying you're not married yet? I've kept someone for you. Someone that can run with you in destiny. Not someone that will pull you down. You're wondering why you went through that season. Why I allowed you to be admitted in that hospital. It doesn't make sense to you. Now I am teaching you and showing you everything. He says, but wait. Somebody say, but wait. He had this conversation with over 500 people. On the day of the outpouring, Acts chapter 1, verse 14 and verse 15. How many remained? 
He says these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. So this weight is not a... You're there in the morning. Let me tell you, don't get tired. For those of you that have turned off your 5 a.m. alarm, go and turn it back on. For those of you that don't show up at midweek service again, go and turn it back on. You are delaying the outpouring. He says, we'll wait. And I'm telling you that this anointing can swallow up whatever it is the world can throw at you. It will bring everything times one billion and you will be meaningful across generations. And it, there is no pride in what I have just said. It is divine confidence and it is scripture. How much of, hear me now, how much of a name can you make for yourself? How much of a name can you make for, how much can you promote yourself, your sponsored posts? If I gave you $10 billion to sponsor yourself on Facebook and Instagram, the whole world will talk about you for a month, maybe for a year, maybe for 10 years, maybe for 50 years. And what next? I'm talking of a life where you are inscribed in eternal sand. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't start like this. The wine waited. I said the wine waited. And now it's come for you. Help me look at your neighbor. Say, it's come for you. It says they all continued in prayer and supplication with the women there. With the women there. Can you see it, ladies? Can you see it, ladies? Can you see it, ladies? Verse 15. It's changing everything. In obedience to Christ. It says, and in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples. Somebody say in brackets. Can you say it with me? Say in bracket. Just in case you think it was all of us that started, that waited. It says, about the 120. Some people packed their bags. And I'm sure Peter shook his head. They don't know. Some people said it's taking too long. They said they don't know. Some people said, I have bills to pay. They said they don't know. Some people said, PD, this is Canada. This is not Nigeria. This is Canada. I got to work. A man's got bills to pay. And I'm telling you, God wants to raise you to be a payer of bills. There are children that should be hearing me now. There are children that should be in school. There are crusades. Souls thronging into the kingdom. Your salary. How many Sundays are you going to work? How many years of savings for us to book one hour on primetime TV? Can you see something needs to break on your inside? But some, some didn't get it. They carried their bag. Some said bye. Some didn't even remember to say bye. Align in everything. In obedience to Christ. Another said, we won't, we, won't, we won't be disturbed. If you want to go, you can go. If you're tired of waiting, that's fine. But we're about to receive something. We're about to receive something. We're about to receive an outpouring. We have waited for the promise of the Father. We have waited for an outpouring of His Spirit. This is what will empower us to do greater than everything the master did. He says, a time is coming where new wine will find new wine skin and it will sit 
it will tabernacle. Boy. In obedience to Christ. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to verse 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, somebody say, suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they appeared to them, divided tongues as of fire and one sat on each of them. Can you see there's enough? There's enough. See, let me tell you. Anywhere you see striving and competition, it doesn't matter the name. God is not there. In his kingdom, there is more than enough. More than enough. As the Spirit gave them utterance. I want you to rise on your feet this morning. Maybe you are not expecting this message. Maybe you are not expecting this kind of staring. But he has set you up. He says the time has come. I want to pour new wine on you. I want to pour my oil on you. If you can help me bring the strings up a bit. If I can get some hands on the cymbals. In obedience to Christ. He's the Holy Ghost. Spirit of the living God. He's the seal of the age to come. He's the promise of the Father. You don't get it? He's the promise of the Father. Is the promise of the Father. Jesus is saying, many will want to know my secrets. They will write books. The creative genius of Jesus. The leadership secrets of Jesus. The miracles of Jesus. The journey of Jesus. He's saying you can write a million books. But the truth is that our God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good. Any lessons that takes out the Holy Spirit and with power is a fluke. It's a joke. And that same power is going to rest on you. In the mighty name of Jesus, it's about to rest on your household. It's about to rest on your family. Yeah, Mikiah says, as a ministry, we're about to, to begin to display drunkenness, intoxication by the Spirit. He says, don't be drunken with wine, wearing his excess. He says, but be filled. But be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, wherever you are in this room. For those watching us online, it's there for you. Raise your hands to heaven and say, today is the day I receive a fresh feeling. What my world needs is new wine. Not more talk. Not more explanation. I receive fresh, fresh wine. Fresh wine. Fresh wine. Fresh wine. Palesu. Edenosi. Yes, Lord, you said we should ask for rain in the time of the rain. This is the time of the rain. Let everything that can be shaken be shaken. Let everything that must be shaken be shaken. Ah, the work you've been doing in us. This is the day. This is the month. This is the quarter. This is the season that you will make a name for yourself through these vessels. That you will put this treasure, this treasure, this treasure in earthen vessels, this treasure in earthen vessels. Mekalon de seya, peya kole, ebakone asere, zaliate, mekele baso, ebantele payekade. It's changing, it's changing, 
it's changing, it's changing, arranging, rearranging, aligning, endowing, empowering, everything, 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 everything. Come on, come on, come on. This is your day. Your family has made a mockery of you. They said you and this your Jesus. They've laughed at you. They've made a mockery of you. They said, look at how smart you are. Look at how beautiful you are. And you're waiting on a dead God. Oh, my God is alive. He's not dead. In obedience to Christ. In obedience to Christ. It's changing everything. In obedience to Christ. Some of you, when you were much younger, you would have dreams and you would see yourself doing great things for the kingdom. I don't know who it is in this same room. You've seen yourself laying hands. Laying hands. You've seen miracles. But they look only like miracles in the dream. Some of you, the very week you were born, your parents had an encounter from heaven. And they could not give you the details. They just told you, please, whatever you do, wherever you go, stay with Jesus. He has a great plan for your life. And then here you are. Life has happened. Life has lived. Let me tell you, you might be a soul of Tarsus. Let me tell you, you might be a Samaritan lady. Maybe you've had five boyfriends and none of them is your husband. The world has written you off, but new wine has found you. It doesn't matter. Let me... There is an activation of ancient wells. Some of you, the prayers of grandma, the prayers of grandpa, they're about to be answered today. They've been saying, God, let a giant rise from this lineage. Only that the giant looks more like an ant. It looks more like an ant. Until new wine comes. Ha! Until new wine comes. Until the Spirit of God be poured from an eye. That the wilderness will become a fruitful land. And the fruitful land will become as a wilderness. In obedience to Christ. If you are here and you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life. Let's settle that first. I don't know what category you fall to in the room online, whether you've never met Jesus, but it's just as though I meet him, then I go. Then I discover that he loves me, then I come, and then I go. If you want to rededicate your life, you think, God, for the first time in my life, I agree that what you have planned for me is better than what I have planned for myself. So I want to submit to you. Let me go to a one. Give myself away. Give myself away. So you 
can use me I give myself away I give myself away so you can and sure it is your song I give myself away I give you my time I won't be too busy for you any longer give myself away I give you my life I give you my desires I give myself I am not a victim of my desires I am not a slave to my cravings I give myself away. Yes, Lord, that's our song. Collectively, all of us, we give. I give myself. Can you use me? If you are that one, whether it's your first time, you are rededicating your life, or as at today's date, you reckon yourself an atheist, you don't even believe there is a God. Or you're agnostic. Maybe he's there. Since he doesn't care about me, I'll stop caring about him. I will do my thing. Let him do his thing. He's calling you back. He's saying, come home, my son. Come home, my daughter. There's destiny ahead of you. I don't know which is your saying, but I've wasted your time. He's saying, I can restore. I can restore the years. I can restore the years. Let's say this short prayer together in faith. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. It's okay, we can join them. Sometimes pastor would ask the old church to say this with those doing it for the first time. So it's okay. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for taking my place in the grave. Thank you because you rose up victoriously on the third day. I believe you are alive today. So I ask you to come live in me. I ask you to live through me. And I receive the grace to live for you. Thank you for writing my name in the book of life. I will not go back to what you've delivered me from. I surrender my will. I surrender my plans. And I say yes to you. In Jesus' name. Can we celebrate those who have become a part of God's family? If you're in the room or watching online, congratulations. You just made the best, 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 biggest decision ever, ever. Glory to Jesus. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.